1: so the generational curse and i hate to talk about that because the lord has blessed us the generation the the generational blessings that come through our relationship with jesus christ but in your family you all you all are stubborn but do you understand that stubbornness is a form of mental illness because in stubbornness it says the thing i'm doing is not working but i'm not going to change so you look at your complicated situation and you're thinking to yourself, God got to fix that. Really, there's, a, there's one thing, one person, one piece of information that needs to be fixed to fix that. And sometimes it's in you. No, you see, no, no, I ain't going, what time is it? No, 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 you got to get this. Because if, if I counsel the same situation one more time. I'm, I'm gonna just go stock raving mad in the office. They have to call the ambulance to take me away in one coach and tailor made white suits. It's, it's craziness. The thing is, now understand this you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it's, it's just so complicated. I don't understand. You, there's one piece of information, one thing, one person, one situation, one part of it that if you solve that, the rest of it goes away. Have you ever seen people put together, like, the, the, how they build structures with dominoes? If you pull one, you pull the right one out, it all comes down. What about a uh, toothpick house? Pull one, it all falls. This, this, this is the, 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 um, the theory, or not, is that not a theory, but it's, it's a thing called the linchpin. It's a concept, is what I was looking for. It's a concept of the linchpin. So let me define the word complicated, and then I want to define the word linchpin. The word complicate comes from a Latin word that means to fold together. The idea is taking a simple thing and folding it so many times that it becomes complicated, that it becomes intricate, difficult, too involved, too complex to deal with just by by one person. Complicate. What the enemy does, he takes a simple situation. When you first start dealing with it, it was simple. When you first, he met you at the mall and, and he looked at you, you looked at him and you thought to yourself, man, yeah. And he looked at you, he thought, man, yeah. And so y'all went your separate way. you come out the store, there he goes. And you keep running, you see seeing each other, but you think to yourself, I wish we could run to each other. And lo and behold, you sit down to eat, and who just got his trick coming in the line? You're sitting by yourself, and you're like, can I join you? So sure. Who knew that that chance meeting would end up in a marriage that changed the way you see yourself? There were birth children into the world that are traumatized by the way y'all treated each other where you'll never want to ever see him again for the rest of your life, and you even hate that your kids look like him. Who knew that that... W- <laughs> One chance meeting. See, because it, it never starts complicated. It always starts with an access point, a simple meeting, a simple gesture, and it, it, it weaves this web. Now, now, don't... I just scared some people. I ain't going to give my... Own. Don't let me scare you. I, I'll just use an example. Get this now. This, this is important. This is important. So... There is a thing called the linchpin. Everybody, everyone say the linchpin. How many of you know what a linchpin is? You don't? Okay. See this camera? You see the different extensions down here? See how they're connected together? Every connection point has what's called a linchpin. And you guys should remove the linchpin and slide that thing out and lock it, lock it down and give it a linchpin. This desk can be raised or lowered based on the linchpin concept. There's a linchpin in here. It's back here. When we pull a linchpin out, we raise it up, and then we lock the linchpin again. The linchpin keeps things stable. They keep them locked, so it's complicated. The enemy has one thing that he sticks into your situation, complicated as it is, and you can't move it because you're trying to move the whole thing, but you won't take the linchpin out. Wow. Yes. Thank you, G. you won't take the linchpin out. And so here you are fighting this thing. and You spend years and years fighting the same problem. And you said, you oh, pastor, this problem is a mess. It's not a mess. The only reason it's a mess is you don't know what the linchpin is. It's one thing. If you find that one thing, you solve the whole problem. Sometimes it's one person. You said, pastor, we just can't get along. Sometimes it's one person in the mix that you don't even know is that person. Sometimes it's one piece of information that you don't know that everybody else knows. Everybody getting promoted but me. That's the linchpin. There's something you don't know that they all know. You got it? And so you say, Pastor, I'm believed for healing, but this thing, the word works. What is your linchpin? What is the linchpin to your situation? Because it's not as complicated as you think once you see the linchpin. The problem is normally the linchpin exists right in front of you because we're blind. We can't see what's close up or in our blind spot. So, so, the new cars that are coming out, they have a, a, a system on them where, where like uh, my, my, my SUV, when, when I get ready to, when I put my indicator on to turn, the, the vehicle's so big that I, there's a big blind spot. The light comes on and it tells me you can't, you can't go over. If I try to go anyway, it will fight me. Literally, it will stop me from turning the steering wheel to go over if, if, if my turning signal is on. In my wife's car, when I, when I put the turn signal on and something in the, is in the blind spot, the light comes on and the wheel begins to vibrate. Like you cannot go over. There's something you can't see. And I remember, I'll never forget the first time I was driving my vehicle home and I put the light on. I looked. I said, man, this thing it don't work. Ain't no vehicle there. I want to turn. It won't let me turn." I said, what's going on? I looked and this car came right by. And I like, oh, my God, where was the car? It was in my blind spot. So I'm driving my wife's little car, and I'm thinking to myself, that car is, it can't so big, the blind spot can't be that big. I went to turn, click, turn signal on, Such stairway was shaking. I'm like, what's going on? I look, can't see anything. Look, there's a the car right in the blind spot. The complication in your life, the pain that comes from it, it's telling you there's a linchpin in your blind spot, and fight as you may. You can't fix this problem till you deal with the problem in the problem. Past time in a storm, no, baby. There's a storm in your storm. You fix the storm within, and in a hurricane, you just you break that eye of the hurricane up. That thing coming apart. If you get the eye of the hurricane to start to disintegrate, the storm is done. What is your linchpin? So, y'all good? Every problem in life has a linchpin, a single issue that once you deal with it would allow you to solve every other problem. It's a missing piece of the puzzle that once you find that piece, it opens the door to solve the entire puzzle. Have you ever been putting a jigsaw puzzle together and you're missing this one piece? And then when you finally find it after an hour of looking, you put it in and all the other pieces that you already had, now they're starting to fit together? That's what's going on. It's not as complicated as you think. So let's go back. I want to show you what jumped at me last night, Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, if you don't mind. Jeremiah was in a situation. He's saying to God, why is it that it seems like everything I've prophesied has come to? I don't understand. Why am I in jail? What's going on? And God says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, the things you don't understand. And here's what he said. Give me King James. He said, call unto me. What did he say? Call unto me, and I will what? Yes. I will answer thee. Now, what my cell phone? These guys keep my cell phone. Now, I'm gonna do something that's really, really strange tonight. Oh, don't play with me. I will embarrass you in public. <laughs> now, somebody in the building that's male that has my cell phone number legitimately, call me. I don't care who it is. Somebody call me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. We'll continue to teach this. Somebody get the nerve to call me. said, so, how did I get past this number? That's easy to try to figure Hmm. Hmm. Did I answer? Call again. He said, Pastor, it wasn't me. Maybe it should have been you. <laughs> we'll show you something. He says, call unto me and I will what? Yes, now it's a funny thing. When I was when I got this illustration, the person that's called me now is the person I expected to call me. Hello. <laughs> Where are you sitting at? The, r- r- your, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, good. Thank you, Leonard. Okay, now let me show you something. When I, when this illustration came to mind, I thought to myself, when I put that out there, Leonard Gray is going to call me. It's not prophetic. It's just something that happened. But let me show you the thing. But I knew there's at least two to four people who called me. Either Elder Poole, who was the first call. I hit the wrong button by mistake, and I hung up by mistake. God never does that, by the way. <laughs> Pastor James, Pete, or Leonard Gray. I just knew one of those four. Now, here's the thing about it. I said, call me. But God says, call me and I will answer. But out of 6,000 plus members in this church, when we gather together to call on the name of the Lord together, our number just went up, since I started talking about it, to 100 in Safe Harbor and 100 here. Out of 6,000, we get 200 that will actually pick up the phone and call. Now, you'd be surprised how many people in this room tonight actually have my cell number, more than you think. A lot of people. I specifically say said mail, but there's a lot of my daughters in the Lord that have my cell phone number that could have called me. You got it? But the funny thing about it is, is that when the privilege of, of something as simple as making the call, we don't want to do it. But here's what God is saying. He says, call unto me. He said, now here's the promise. I will answer you, and I will show you these two words just lifted up off the page. that They levitated. Great things, and I'll show you what? Now let me give you the definition of great. In the Hebrew, the word great is a word that means Important things to know. God told Jeremiah, He said, Listen to me. I know you're in prison. You don't understand what's going on. But God said, If you call to me, He said, I'm the God that made heaven and earth. He said, I made it in such a way where it didn't fade away the next day. He said, I I formed it so it would be established. I, I built it to last. He said, I built it to last. He says, so the fact that you're in this situation, do, do you think that it escaped me? He said, the only reason you don't know is you're blind in your situation. But if you call unto me, I'm going to answer you. Not only that, he said, I promise, I will show you, I will reveal to you. these are important things you need to know in this situation right now. The purpose of prayer is for us to call to God. He, he promised, him answering is a foregone conclusion. What about if, I, if I'm a sinner? He teaches sinners in the way. How is he going to teach a sin if you don't talk to him? Right. Right. This foolishness about God don't talk to sinners, man, when you go astray, that's when you need God to talk to you. You never need God to talk to you more than when you're in a situation where you're trapped in sin. You need God to talk to you. So he says, call to me. He said, call to me. I'm going to answer you. And I'm gonna, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I'm going to show you great important things. He said, Ready for this? I'm going to tell you what the linchpin is. I'm going to tell you what the linchpin is. The second word is mighty things. Amazing word. Let me tell you where, this, where these, this word mighty comes from. The first time we see the word mighty, the first time it's prominently mentioned is when the children of Israel were, were going to invade the promised land, Canaan. You remember this? And when they came up with a the report, they said the people lived in wall cities, fenced in cities, tall walls. That's the same word for mighty. They have mighty cities. The word literally means that which is fenced in to be protected and hidden. So God says, Jeremiah, here's the thing. You're in this prison and, in, and the enemy is making it seem like I double crossed you. Because remember sometimes he, has, he made a statement, he said, Jeremiah said, um, he said, I said, i am never preach in his name anymore. But his word was in me like fire shut up in my he he, he was mad. He said, I'm not ta- I'm not preaching for, in his name anymore. He double crossed me, he tricked me, he was stronger than me, he overpowered me. He was frustrated because the situation was so complicated, he's looking for easy answer. God says, Jeremiah, call to me. It's amazing that we will get in trouble and we won't pray. Don't think of prayer religiously. Prayer is a conversation with God. Watch this. Imagine when you're by yourself, a conversation with God means I'm talking to God. Well, have you ever been by yourself praying and it just wasn't, just, it just wasn't right? It just seemed like something was missing? But corporate prayer, the church, the early church so believed in corporate prayer that they set a time at 3 o'clock. And every day at 3 o'clock, they all came to the temple to pray. To pray. To pray. Why? Because when, they, when they, came, they came to call on God, he answered them and he always showed them where the linchpin was. The church can never. Right now, the thing is stopping you from fulfilling vision, from breaking out of this prison, from recovering from heartbreak, is you don't know where the linchpin is. And God, not, not so much where it is. You don't know what it is. Or who. So here's how it works. God says, um, can I translate? Call unto me, die my cell. I'm going to answer you and I'm going to tell you what the linchpin is, great things, and where it is, mighty things. Wow. Yeah. That's, good. That's, good. That's what it is. He said, because he says, this thing, he says, he said, I'm going to show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Simply what it says is, I'm going to tell you this thing and he, he said, I promise you, you didn't know this before.
0: Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because,
1: you know, it it really takes faith to pray. You You have to trust that God is like a person, He's a
0: real person, and that He's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled "True Story," featuring the lead single "It Is So." Come on, all over the place, lift it up!
1: So it is so.
0: Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled "True Story," in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey.
1: It's not something, I want to read a scripture to you that, that's, going to, that's going to help you. Go to, what's the next scripture on my outline? I want to show you something that's amazing. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's look at the scripture. He says, um, when, when they call on me, this is God speaking, everybody read together. When they call on me, I will, uh uh-huh, I will what? Be with them in trouble, I will... How do you think he will rescue and honor them? he tell him Moses stood in front of the Red Sea. He thought the right thing to do was to pray to God. And God said, why are you talking to me? He said, you remember the rod? He said, what's that here? He said, use it. The rod was a linchpin in Egypt. Every miracle that was done was done under the auspices of the rod. And God says, lift that thing up over that Red Sea. And Moses went, and that thing rolled back. Far enough for 2 million people to go straight through. He had the linchpin in his hand the whole time and didn't know it. The key to the problem. He says, I I will be with them in trouble. I'm going to rescue them. How how do I rescue them? By showing them what the important things are, where the fenced-in things are. He said, things that you didn't know. Everybody said, things I didn't know. know. Say this to me. Say that there are things I don't know know. that makes my simple situation situation. seem seem complicated. And the enemy... It's using that to blind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now watch this. This is good. Now watch this. Now look at uh, Isaiah 46, 48 and verse 6. This is good. Everybody look at me for me before you look at that. How many of you think that you've lived long enough and you've basically seen it all? I mean, for the most part, I mean, you, you, come on. You know, I, I, well, you don't, I, I'm going to tell you. I mean, I got a Ph.D. I mean, I, you know, got PhD. I've lived around the world. I've and I could start saying that and forget that you can make an entire universe with the things I don't know, Amen. or I could forget that the the Bible says Paul says we know in part. So even the things you do know, you only know them in part. Right. What's an expert witness? There's no such thing. In the court system, they bring one expert witness to contradict the other expert witness, which tells us ain't neither one of them experts. What the experts is doing is getting on the witness stand and getting money for the testimony. They should be called professional witnesses, not experts. So he says, you have heard my predictions and seen them fulfilled, but you refuse to admit it. Now I will tell you new things. Secret things you have not yet heard. Look at verse 7. He said this. They are brand new, not things from the past. Here's what he said. You say, my past, I've been through that before. I tried it before. It didn't work. Stop. If God, if you've called to God and he answered you and he's shown you great and mighty things, then the stuff that he's saying to you, listen to this, is going to get you, may sound like the same stuff. After Peter disowned the Lord, Jesus sat down with him. Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He said, God, he said, You know I love you. Hmm. Feed my sheep. Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He looked at the Lord like, he just asked me that. He goes, You know I love you, Lord. He said, feed my lambs. Simon, son of Jonas. Love is not me. And when he turned to be his old self and be frustrated, he remembered, yes, heating himself by that can and the little girl saying, "Weren't you with him?" Yes, and it clicked, and something turned, and the linchpin came. And he said, "Lord, you, only, only you know. I don't know. You, I don't know." And he said, Ha. Ah, feed my sheep." And now he says, "When you get older." And he starts to tell him all these things. He would not give him the rest of the information till Peter, watch this now, had seen the same thing he thought he knew in a new different way. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Are you all, does this happen to anybody? Watch this now. He says, the Lord said, they, they are brand new, not things from the past. So you cannot say, we knew that all the time. He said, you didn't know. You didn't know. He, you may th- No, you didn't know. I know that. No, you don't. Because if you knew it, you'd be... Look okay, at hey. Yes, I will tell you of things that are entirely new. Things you never heard of before. For I know so well what traders you are, you have been reveled from birth. God said, I'm not, I can't show you the same old stuff. I'm about to show you new stuff. Because every time I show you the old stuff, you go against it. He said, but the stuff I'm going to show you is going to blow you away. It's going to reveal things. And you're going to go, oh my God. That's what... Suppose God one day shows you that the person you've been protecting from the other folk, they just want to leave Willie alone. That Willie was a problem the whole whole time. What about, what about, what about, you're blaming folk for all the stuff you go through. And then when God shows you, it's not them, it's you. you. Everybody say the linchpin. linchpin. Once the linchpin is removed, the thing comes apart, you could pull whole things apart. You start pulling things out of the thing, you take the whole thing apart and put it in a box. It ain't complicated no more. Okay, now watch this. So I wonder, did anybody learn anything so far tonight? So your, your God, your God is able, is a God that's able to reveal hidden and complicated things even to simple minds. He has unlimited knowledge, and he wants to share it with you. Now, in first. Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, from the message translation. I want to show you something. Put it up there for me if you, if you have it. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, message translation. Um, and this may, be, it may take some doing, but there you go. That's why we have this scripture text. No one's ever seen or heard anything like this. Never so much as imagined anything. Here's what he said. You didn't even imagine anything quite like it, what God has arranged for those who love him. Watch this now. The script now, you know, the scripture this is in King James. I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. The things that... he says, Listen, he says, Your eye didn't see, it, your ear didn't hear it. And he said, And you can't figure it out. Oh. He says, Now, watch this. Now, look at verse, t- verse 10. But you've seen and heard it because God, by his spirit, has brought it all out into the open before you. Now, give me a different translation, I'm going to show you what he said. Any translation. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. Everybody look, I'm going to show you something. So, so there are things right now hidden in plain sight from you. Answers to your problem. There are people sitting in your church on your row with your answers. Wow. Bless us, Lord. Hallelujah. The answer is normally not far from you. But can you imagine? How many of you have faith tonight to go before the Lord... And say, Father, based on what I heard, here's what I need. Here's the situation. Here's what's been happening. Here's what's complicated to me. Where's the linchpin? What is the linchpin? How do I solve it? What's the problem? How do I fix it? What about this? What about this? What am I doing wrong? What should I do right? If you can pray like that, and be sincere. Watch what begins to happen in your life. Wow. See, it seems complicated because it's something you're not seeing. So God says, God says, you're not seeing what's going. on. Especially, folks. I just don't like people. People get on my. People get on your nerve. People, what are you? On, no, let me show you something. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So you're wrestling against demons that you can't see. Watch this, and He knows you're prone to fight people. You'll get in an argument in a minute. Start start a war of words. So what he does is he raises up this person to to, to mess with you. And in time you get in a battle with them, he raises up another person. The same spirit is provoking different people. And he has you fighting all these wars on all these different fronts. Now you're running out of energy. Because you can't keep fighting battles and not resting. You can't. If you keep on fighting and not winning one of them, after a while, you're going to think that his battles are not winnable. Right. That's right. Yes, sir. What about you pull back from fooling all in folk, cut them off, shut in, and say, God, what's going on? What's the situation about? Open my eyes and show me what's there. So the, the, you know the story. Let me get a musician real quickly. You know the story. Uh, um, the prophet goes to, he's in Dothan. This is in the scripture. Elisha's in Dothan. He's in 10th. You've heard it so many times. You know I'm going with this. He comes out, his servant comes out in the morning, and he looks up, and the Syrian army has surrounded them. You know the story? When the prophet comes out at the behest of his servant, he comes and he looks, and he look, the servant said, Alas, master, how shall we do? That's the question he asks, And his master says, I don't see a problem. Have you ever went to a person, frantic and spastic, and tell them, what are we going to do? And they're like, I don't see what the problem is. Ever happened to you? Or they said something like you always overreacting. (laughs) And you're freaked out because can't you see how serious this is? You you know you don't take anything seriously. No, I don't take anything like just like the way you take it. The prophet was like, no, there's not a problem. You see, there's more for us than there are for them. The complication that the servant saw was in the natural. He saw the Syrian army, the whole army coming against him and his master. And he thought to himself, it's complicated. And the prophet comes and says, no, not really. He says, um, the way I see it is, this is what it's going to play out. The guys in the chariot, the flaming chariots behind there, they're going to overtake the guys. Before they get to us, they're going to be on them. They're right on top of them now. They don't even see them. And he's like, what are you talking about? Here's what he said. Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you didn't know. Here's what he said. He said, Lord, Open his eyes, that he may see. And the Bible says that God opened his eyes, and what was complicated before became wow. You know, everybody like to see a good train wreck, so he, he I know he was looking for a fight. I, I just hope a fight breaks out because this is going to be interesting. When you, when your vision only allows you to see in the natural realm, and all you can see is what's here, you always move too quickly or move in your own strength or not move at all.
0: We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC Family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. Org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.